I'd consider myself a realist, all right? But in philosophical terms, I'm what's called a pessimist. The show that the city needs. This town deserves a better class of sports radio. And we're going to give it to them. This is Talk Sports. Leave one wolf alive and the sheep are never safe. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Cameron Black, Cody McClure, John Reed, as we kick off this Wednesday edition of Talk Sports. It's February 22nd, 2 2 2. Deuce is wild. So is the man to my left, Cody McClure. How are you? The Deuce is still wild. That's true, John. It's good to be here. Good to be anywhere. Fine day here in our city. A fine day, as we begin another chapter in the windowless dungeon. Is this a new chapter, or is this another page? I feel like this is a new chapter, or I feel like this is a new page in the chapter of this week. I like to think of each week as a chapter. There are 50 chapters in our book. I know there are 52 weeks in the year, but we take a couple weeks off around the holidays. 50 chapters seems like a lot, though. Maybe each month should be a chapter. They're only seven or five page chapters, so you know, it's a grand scheme, right, yes. not a huge book. I mean, I feel like seems the, like a lot. I mean, I feel like the book we're reading is kind of that same way. It has a lot of chapters. Does it? I mean, I feel like there's a new chapter sometimes just on one page. Well, so, I uh, sometimes I don't know. a full I sometimes advanced. just one page is full a full chapter. I have not advanced in the book much lately, but uh, it's it's nice here. It's a perfect day, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't. The weather couldn't be better, really. Eh, a bit of a breeze. The breeze is a little strong, but it's seventy-five. It's sunny. Getting close. The, the record high for today is like eighty-one all time on a t- today's. Is that day. right? Yeah. So we're, so we're gonna get close. Is this an all-time high? It's going to be close. The record's 81 the, on the on the know what year it was? Well, you know, Cam, <coughs> tomorrow, yep. tomorrow is supposed to be 81. Mm. So, well, we don't know. Could no. we hit a record high tomorrow? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm assuming is. it's got to be similar. If, uh, yeah, it's got to be similar. I think it's similar. I don't know exactly what it is, but, yeah. Um, nice, so nice cool. weather we're having. Listen to these, the, the next week, the next 10 days, 81, 64, 57, a little cool, 66, 70, 63, 64, 64, 66. All right, so the, now, there is some rain mixed in there, but. The record high tomorrow is 83, so we're going to get close to that, too. I feel like we're out of winter. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, a week today, it'll be March, you know, so. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's when we had our blizzard, though. It's always important to remember. <clears throat> you weren't here for it, but that's when we had our blizzard. It was March, so. When was that? 93, I think. <laughs> I was barely here for anything. Yeah. yeah I remember <laughs> it just, like, falling off my porch at my house and being, like, in three feet of snow. I was in the womb. You could just jump right off and just kind of fall back into it. That was pretty fun as a kid. I also remember the, how, the power being out in the house for a while. March of 93? I want to say 93. 
Isn't I'm it sure weird? someone a little bit older than me can remember the, the exact year better, but I think 93. Isn't it weird that you have a memory and I was in the womb? I was inside my mom, just all snuggled up. I don't want to think about your mother's mom. That's the sound I was making in there. <laughs> I hope I can come out soon. I have art to give the world. <laughs> okay. I went to a show last night. How was it? Good. I saw people saying it was good. It was good. I mean, Derek Trucks is obviously uh, anybody. If you know anything about music, I mean, he's probably possibly the best living guitar player there is. At least blues guitar. I mean, you can slice it up however you want to. He's phenomenal. Um, you know, the whole jam band thing. I I, I don't know if it's really my thing because every song's kind of the same. It just starts and then they break into this just blah, 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 you know all this music. Uh, but the musicians were. I mean, phenomenal. And Susan, she she's great. She's great. She she was my favorite part. Watching her play the I mean, Derek Trucks, because she gets overshadowed. You know, uh -huh. she's really really good all herself. Good band. All the musicians around them are good. They got two drummers. They did like a fifteen minute drum solo. Was it crowded? I didn't know a single one of the songs. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty full crowd. It was in the auditorium part. Mm -hmm. There were open seats up where I was at. But pretty crowded. Yeah, pretty. I mean, it was a good crowd. Yeah. It was eighty percent full. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think. Ah, you, you're not I don't know exactly how yeah. to judge that. Good music. Good. You know, I like the blues, so they they played a lot of blues, and uh, it, was, it was a good experience. It's the kind of concert that I would see every time it's in town. No, not, not the greatest show I've ever seen, but it's a high enough level that if I hear they're in town. I'd go again. I'd go okay. see him. Okay, that's a that's a good enough compliment. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Band. So happy you went. Yeah, and the, the musicians are just—I mean, had a great saxophone player. The horns, I love horns. Horns make everything better. Like, if you were going to record an album, you could record an album and do everything you want to it, and then if you said, "Hey, I'm going to put some horns on this," then you make it even better. It's like when you put sprinkles on ice cream. No. See, I'm not a sprinkles person. You would be anti-horns. No, I like <laughs> horns, but I don't like sprinkles. Okay, well, then it's like when you put... Don't say whipped cream either, because I don't like it either. It's like when you put ranch on chicken. What? Or barbecue sauce on chicken, whatever. Ranch your, on chicken? Whatever your preferred condiment is. So if is. I have like a, just a piece of chicken, you you put you slide a ranch on it? Did I say that? No. I, well, that's, I, that was the implication. Well, I, that, I did. It was good. It's an it example. better. That's what I'm asking. That's an example. When you think of things to get that get made better, like putting a ranch on chicken does not do that. For I, me. I didn't know what Let's your preferred a condiment was. Let's say I have a chicken sandwich. You want me to dump ranch on it? I didn't know what your preferred condiment was. You think was. it's ranch? I think it's barbecue sauce now that I think about it. You're a well, I do like barbecue guy. chicken. Yeah. You're a barbecue sauce guy. I like barbecue chicken. Yeah, but if you get like chicken nuggets, you're getting barbecue sauce, right? Typically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So barbecue. In a perfect world, I got Just, barbecue sauce and honey mustard, and I'm double dipping. All right. Well, pretend I didn't say ranch then. Barbecue sauce. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like adding barbecue now, sauce to your chicken. Barbecue sauce doesn't go on every piece of chicken. There's certain. Why not? Like, well, there's certain, like, you know, if you like lemon chicken or, you know, some type of other chicken, like my chicken and my pesto. Lemon chicken. Well, I mean, I don't know if you'll put my my chicken that's in my pesto. I don't want any barbecue sauce on that. You don't need barbecue that. sauce in that, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. 
Or if you have chicken in like some sort of Alfredo. Or yeah, I don't want like barbecue that, sauce yeah. on that. Or if you're having chicken parm, uh-huh. you know you, that wouldn't require right. Barbecue so sauce really, I just like bland chicken with barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. If you just got some regular chicken, the barbecue sauce add to it. That's horns to, to to the band. I feel like. Okay. That's. I mean, that's what I think. But maybe horns don't always work though. Yeah. You know. Like maybe if you just have an acoustic band. You a sprinkles guy, Cam? I am not. Yeah. I don't like if it has sprinkles on it, I won't be like, okay, I can't eat that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't like go like out of my sprinkles. way to go get sprinkles. I'm oh, I'm, really ne- I'm never ever going out of my way to get You don't them, like I, them? I don't think they really add much. I just think if I was sitting at a, let's say crunch. an ice cream buffet. <laughs> get a cone then. And there was <laughs> A bowl of basic chocolate ice cream or a bowl of chocolate ice cream with sprinkles, I would pick the basic one. Yeah. I would like snarl put my gummy nose bears sprinkles. on ice cream instead of sprinkles. You put gummy bears? I've done that. You I don't that think. As a kid. I mean, you yeah. seem like a gummy bears yeah. on ice cream. I'd be like, oh, yeah, give me all the candy. <laughs> back at the Sizzler, back at the Sizzler, like I would put some like Oreo chunks in my ice cream okay. sometimes because yeah. they had like a buffet. But like usually I just like my ice cream, just ice cream. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like like the cookies and cream ice cream, which has you know, some Oreo mm-hmm. chunks in there. I do like that, but never been a sprinkles guy. Seems unnecessary. Plus, I would always spill them when I was a kid trying to put them on there. So I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I don't need to add I mean, this it's, step. It's kind of unnecessary, but I think they add a little bit of a – but they don't – you're right. They don't add the same level of I don't think they add any enhancement that barbecue sauce would add to chicken or ranch, whatever your preferred condiment. I don't was. think they add anything other than extra work and like crunch. I don't want my ice cream to be crunchy. So do you not like ranch? No, I like ranch, just not on my chicken per se. Yeah. I like ranch on my barbecue chicken. Like if I now, if you combine the barbecue and the chicken, then we're talking. I like to. You sh- oh, like mixing the barbecue and the ranch. Well, I don't mix it, no, but I like to dip it in that. there. I mean, because like barbecue, like wings, I like to my boneless barbecue wings or even my barbecue wings, I like to put it in ranch. And sometimes when I go to the roadhouse to get their barbecue chicken, I'll take what little ranch I have left over for my salad, and I'll dip that in there to get a little mm. treat. But only like ranch with barbecue sauce on my chicken. I never Pizza sometimes, really, I'll dip a little ranch in sometimes. I think I'm burnt out on honey mustard in my life. See, I, th- I think I've eaten so much honey mustard, because I've always been a honey mustard guy. And now I think I'm skewing more barbecue ranch and, and even buffalo sometimes. Because I think I'm just burnt out on now mixing buffalo and ranch. That's that's a good, good condiment. I've I've eaten a lot of honey mustard. See, I don't really like honey mustard by itself, but I do like it with barbecue sauce. Really, all the condiments are better just mixed. Because I used to mix buffalo and honey mustard too. That's a nice little mix. Just putting them all together, could just mix them into one. Well, Chick Fil A does the barbecue and. Honey mustard mix, but I don't really like it. I still prefer to have it separate. Although I don't really like honey, I don't really like Chick Fil A's honey mustard at all. I like making honey mustard and and literally just mixing honey and mustard and putting a little salt in it. It's pretty good that way. I don't think that's actually how they make it, but as a kid, I thought, well, this yeah, must be how you make it. Sense. It's called honey mustard. <laughs> so I would take a little honey and a little mustard. Put a little salt in it, mix it good together. It's actually good. If you get the right ratio, it's very good. You want it to, I think, skew a little on the mustard side. Yeah. But you never want to be too heavy on the mustard. I was going to segue and say you made the right decision, 
watching the concert over the basketball game. Then I was going to say something about how we can't get our ingredients just quite right when it comes to the basketball team right now. Or that it feels like, you know, really salty. Mm. You know, our honey mustard of a basketball team has way too much salt in it right now. We'll talk about it after the break as Tennessee takes uh, another L down in College Station. Stick with us as Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. Back on the program. Program. Tennessee went down to Texas A&M. The Vescovy sickness rumors were, I think, well-founded in the sense that he had mispracticed, but he gave it a go, and Tennessee came out like a team that was motivated and jumped out to a 9 to nothing lead and then proceeded to, you know, pretty much get blown out by Texas A&M over the next... 25 to 30 minutes of game time before making a run at the end of the game and coming up short, ultimately losing to Texas A&M 68 to 63. Texas A&M, the story of the night, hits 18 more free throws than you, beat you by five points. Cody, what was your takeaway looking at the box score and reading people's tweets? Since you're at a concert, maybe it's unfair to ask you. Well, I kept looking. I did listen to Bob and uh, what's his? It wasn't Bert, was it? Different guy, I think. Bob and whoever was on and there. Usually, Bert was he not on there last night? No, Bert wasn't on there. Um, the first part of the game, I listened to it in the parking deck. It sounded good. So I, I, I tuned. Nine, lead. I tuned in when it was nine to two, and then I could feel them closing in a little bit, and I thought ah, I'd probably be a close game. And then I went into the show. And I just followed along on my phone on the play-by-play thing throughout the game, and I kept looking at it, and I was like, okay, we're up 27-21. And then I look again, and it's, okay, we're up 41-40. to And then I looked again, okay, we're down 52-46. to <laughs> And I could just tell that we weren't scoring. It was a t- seemed to me like it was a typical game. I do have a question about the game. Okay. Why did it last two and a half hours? Did you not just hear me say that Texas A&M hit 28 free throws? They shot 34. That, they got fouled a lot. <laughs> that caused that much of a delay? That plus add in like five reviews. Jeez. We checked the monitor five times, I think, six times maybe. There was 48 total free throws, so between the two teams it yeah. a lot of stoppage so of stoppage. you said how many free throws 48 free throws yep. and then yeah i mean all together you had what 42 fouls yeah so you had a bunch of fouls that weren't even like necessarily free throws and then you had some reviews is that not the worst part of college basketball what like if you're going to have that many foul shots I, I i just i don't feel like a game can ever get into a flow well what i will say how do you about last night is that I'm not blaming the officiating. I thought Tennessee played a really dumb basketball game. Yeah. I thought most of the fouls were legitimate fouls. Now, there were a couple. Yeah. There were a couple that I looked at and said, ah, oh, come on. Like, the one in particular, there was a really bad one on Tyreek Key on an offensive rebound. I thought that one was a terrible call. It was a good job enunciating there. Thank you. Tyreek Key. But I thought Tennessee – like, Tennessee got – or let Texas A&M into the bonus, so push them into the bonus. Had seven fouls, I want to say at the 230 mark or something like that. 
Like Tennessee came out at halftime knowing that they caught a lot of fouls in the first half and just immediately fouled them seven times, basically in a three-minute period. To start the half? Yeah. And I got to say that I thought a lot of them were fouls. Yeah. I thought our bigs played dumb. I thought that uh, they wouldn't keep their hands off people, and, and I thought that the calls were, for the most part, correct. Now, you know, you could argue about the two the two trips that I believe it was Taylor the fourth, who shot 17 free throws himself as a guard. He got two trips to the three uh, to the free throw line because he got fouled on three-pointers, <laughs> and I thought those were bad calls. I thought they missed a walk. Guy pulled off a slip and slide where he fell down dribbling, got back up. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that. He kept his dribble. But then he took one of those James Harden step backs that I didn't think was allowed in college yeah, basketball. Yeah, I was confused when that was happening, too. And then, yeah, it yeah. was a foul. You don't really get that call in college basketball, and he got a foul call on that. And the other was he got fouled on a pretty big possession after Tennessee had hit a three to cut it to six. He got a foul call on one where he clearly stuck his like leg out into the open and like let a player run into his knee. And he even kind of made a face when he got the foul calls. He was going to the line about like, well, got belt out there. So like eight free throws, which maybe even seven because I think on the Tyreek Key rebound was a one on one and they missed the mm. front end. I thought seven free throws were pretty bad. But other than that, I thought Tennessee played a really stupid game. Yeah, it was just a sloppy game all around. Lots of turnovers from both teams, the fouls. Yeah, you knew it was going to be a muddy game. Like yeah. A&M, I mean, A&M, to their credit all year, has made their living from the free throw line. They shoot the most free throws in the country. Yeah. So, like, they, they do that. They draw fouls. They're physical. And quite frankly, at the end of the game, they were forcing the issue. It was a one-point game, and Tennessee shot a terrible fadeaway jumper by Kumwa. Zakai airballed a three. And on Texas A&M's two possessions, they went to the whole heart. They got, they, uh, got a, a, a really crazy roll. On a layup that looked like it was out that fell in. And then on the next one, their big man took it hard to the rim and got a foul call. As he tried to jam somebody, you know, through the basket. And I was like, okay, you're going to get rewarded there. There's a reason he shot 13 free throws. It's because he was constantly going to the basket. Whereas we didn't. These boys just keep taking L's. Uh, Well, we didn't get to that 30% three-point mark we needed. We did not. We got to 29%. I will say that uh, Kumwa did get his seven points at least. And I thought he was your best offensive player Outside of Vescovy. So now we're 17-4 and four when he scores seven? That is correct. So uh, that stat went out the window. The the 30% from three stands true, though. you got to hit 30% of your threes if we're going to win. I'll say that, like, it's getting tired of having this conversation. And, you know, it, it's Groundhog Day. Time is a flat circle. Use whatever analogy you want. But, like, mm-hmm. I still don't come out of this game – too mad about it in the sense of like it's a road game you were tough you were you know you were you were one possession away and you got to steal you're down one and you got to steal on an inbound pass down with like 17 seconds left and you're like okay here we go and then your senior and your best player Vescovy freezes and tries to pass the ball to Zakai in the corner for some reason where he was going to either airball a three or get trapped and you turn the ball right back over when you had a chance to take the lead with you know 15 seconds left I'm starting to wonder if our players are just not good offensively, though. Oh, I mean, that's completely fair to question. I mean, like, the, the, I between mean, our like, players and, like, the coaching, like, yeah, we have troubles offensively. I have mm-hmm. – I mean, I, I've got no issue with that. Our shooting is just not good. We we have these moments of, like, oh, yeah, well, we had an open shot. You know, that's nice. I mean, ah, well, if the guys just made shots, we'd be better. You know, yeah, Barnes set them up good. But there's only so many L's you can take before you just – kind of question it at the top 
What do you mean question at the top? I mean Barnes. I mean, what do you question about Barnes though? About guys miss, like you mean like recruiting wise? Well, just because uh, something just needs to change. I mean, we're two and five over the last seven. Because the Kai Ziegler was a good player last year, but you know I talked about even in the offseason, like I didn't want him to be our starting point guard. I didn't think he could carry this load. So like if you want to question Barnes at the top, it's like, hey, why did you not bring in another guard? Yeah, that can handle the ball. Like, why do you have? Jamal Meshack running your offense. Why is he at the top of the key trying to initiate? Like, well, that's got- not his strength. Like, why do you have Tyreek Key trying to play point guard? That's not his strength. So, if you want to start there at the top, I will listen. Well, you've got B.J. Edwards. Is, is he just not? Is he not ready? I mean, he's he's a, he was what a, he was a top guard, wasn't he? I mean, he's a top one hundred guard. Uh, he was he's a four star. I don't know. In college basketball, how many freshman guards outside of like the high five stars could actually well, come if in you've and got really such play a good, points? If you've got such a good program, could you not have brought somebody in? Well, we if, had if Yuri Collins coming in from St. Louis, who is one of the best passing point guards in the country. But Rob Lewis at VolQuest <laughs> messed that up by reporting that it was happening before it was legally supposed to be happening. And St. Louis blocked it because of tampering. And Rick Barnes backed off because he knew that he was going to lose those accusations because – we had an NIL deal in place for him, and he was going to come here. So, like, the media kind of messed up that one for Barnes. And then he could have still brought in another guard, and he did with Tyreek Key. But, again, Tyreek Key's not a point guard. You said he was the best passing Well, yeah. Guard. Like, he's not a very good scorer, but, like, he is a guy that <laughs> – That sounds like a typical Barnes recruit. Well, <laughs> I, I think, like, if you had a guy that was actually getting guys open looks and, like, creating, you know, really good opportunities, I think that's different. Like, I don't think Zakai's even, like, giving guys opportunities outside of, like – Every now and then he'll find a big man. But, like, Yuri yeah. Collins, the guy at St. Louis, I mean, he's averaging 11.6 points and a uh, national best 10.2 assists per game. So, like, he's that's, a, a, that's impressive. He would have been, been our best uh, guard outside of Vesky. He had uh, 17 assists last night. Yeah, like, when I say best, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not watching, so I don't know exactly how he's creating those opportunities. I'm not watching St. Louis basketball. But the assist numbers are very impressive. But then you're still going to need a guy to hit a shot. Sure. But – if that those shots are wide open, like layups and wide open jumpers, that's a little bit easier than what these guys are having to hit now. Yeah, because the Kai's not breaking down the defense really. Yeah, yeah, it would help to have a more capable point guard, I guess. Yeah. It, so really, maybe the I, I'm trying to break down the 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 biggest key to this team. Would you say the biggest key is whether or not Zakai plays well, like if, if he passes the ball well and gets guys open looks is that the most important thing for this team i don't have the answer there i think there's a lot of things yeah i mean it's a team yeah. sport but no, no no i think there's a lot of things like zakai in general might be the biggest issue right now and we're hitting the part now where the the, the players are frustrated with the fans and the outside noise is getting oh yeah to them because yeah, you they're sending the, the retweets and the, yeah the, the well which by the way like that's very tone deaf by josiah jordan james like i I've gone to bat for him. I think heading into this year, he was one of the most beloved balls we've had in a while. But, man, like, for me personally, I don't know how the other fans feel, the other media members or whatever I am, but, like, his legacy is on the line for me when it comes to these next games. Like, I I am going to finish my relationship with Josiah Jordan-James with a negative feeling about him if he does not – snap out of whatever he's doing the the the, the retweet of Zakai was kind of the last straw but you had Jimmy Dykes openly questioning him last night in the game like I don't know why Josiah's not playing he looked fine in the warm-ups and you had Barnes after the game like ask the trainers it's up to these guys when they play they're cleared Hmm. well so he's just not playing that's what it seems like and like again 
when it comes to how I feel about it. So him. he's going to retweet Zakai, you love us when we're up and not when we're down or whatever. Yeah, you trash then, us when we're down. <clears throat> and then, but yet he's not going to play. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what his reason is for not playing. It's not like he's projected draft stock. I, I, think, I think the whole vibe, I mean, it's easy to say when you're two and five over your last seven. But right now, now I wouldn't have said this after beat Texas, obviously. I feel like the whole vibe around this team is just uh, toxic. Bob's I, I bad. I don't know. Bob's I don't know if bad. it's toxic or what the right word is, but negative vibes with this team. Bob's are bad, and you know that, that's why I thought you needed a win over Texas A&M. Like I think one win over a good team can go a long way to fixing it. Although we beat Alabama and then turned around and went out and played a terrible half against Kentucky. But like I, I don't want to downplay the fact that we. Are without two starters that are both pretty good. Like I do think those guys would help, yeah. and I'm all for like taking minutes away from Tyreek Key. Like I'm all for that. So like, I, I do think that would help. Well, when are they going to be back? Well, that I don't know. I don't know if they're ever what's, coming back. Well, what's the deal with Phillips? Phillips hurt his He's... hip, and he <clears throat> would be more likely to be protected draft stock. But at the same time, like, bro, you know, it's. It's not like you're Brandon Miller. What was the last game Phillips started? He played against Flor- uh, against uh, Missouri and played ten minutes and came out. Okay. And Barnes gave him credit for t- trying to tough it out. So like, I don't want to say that it's the toughest issue for Phillips. I think a hip, especially for a young player, I, I think that that's a little bit you know be a little bit more cautious. And maybe Josiah feels the same way, and maybe Barnes just feels okay with just like, hey, like. Ultimately, like let's get healthy and have our best team when it matters the most. Because we're not catching Alabama for the SEC title, so what's it matter? Maybe they're trying to prove a point to Barnes. Well, there's also that. I mean, like if I was Santiago Vescovi, like I don't know how some of these players deal with it, but Barnes really undressed him at about the five-minute mark. Vescovi dives for a steal, doesn't get it. It leads to a layup for Texas A&M, a contested layup. And then one, wasn't it? I don't know if it was even an one. I don't think he got the call. I think it was a foul, but I don't think he got the foul yeah. call. I think he just got met at the rim, and it should have been a foul, but was it? And, like, Barnes going into the timeout is just, like, in Vescovy's face yelling at him, and you could see him, like, just, like, really yelling at him. And if I'm Vescovy, I'm like, bro, I've been pooping on myself the last two days. Like, I'm sick, and I'm out here, like, diving on the floor. Diving on the floor, but also, like, I'm the only chance we have for offense. I had 14 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. Like, I am the only person out here – like, carrying us on offense, and you're going to yell at me for diving on the floor and trying to get a steal? And I don't know, like, you know, correlation, causation doesn't always equal and all that, but if you look at the box score, Cody, and you look at the play-by-play, guess who didn't shoot the last four minutes after getting yelled at? Mm-hmm. Santi. Santiago Vescovi, your best offensive player, didn't get one shot after that to well, end the game. And think about what you feel. Do you not feel like watching Santiago play now that he's timid? compared to the Santiago of the past. I mean, he he gives up shooting more open shots than than anyone I see on the team. I don't know. He has these open looks, and then he'll pull it down and he'll pass it. He loves the pump fake, but I don't think that's from being timid because he still shot 10 threes last night. I think the pump fake is, his, is one of his weapons. I think he's a little worried about shooting mid-range shots, but then I saw him basically airball two mid-range shots last night that were wide open, so maybe he just can't shoot in the mid-range. I don't know. But if anything with the you know him being timid, I would say like drive more, 
and he did against Kentucky in the second half. I thought A&M's plan last night was just, like, don't let Tennessee drive, and, like, it was really hard. Like, that's always their plan is to make guys shoot jump shots and, like, try to limit the rim. And so, like, I'm not going to blame Vescovy for not being able to get in the rim last night because basically nobody could. I don't know if I buy him being timid right now in sense of, like, passing up open shots because I still think he's getting shots. Maybe we need him to get more shots, though. Like, I would listen to that argument. Like, he shot uh, 13 times last night, and, again, a lot of them in the second half out of necessity. I would be fine if Vescovy shot 15 times a game moving forward. I think we kind of need him to do that. But I can't say him shooting 13 times is him being timid. I wonder how close it is to breaking. I don't know. I mean, you know, the the thing with Barnes is the guys always play hard for him. They always play really hard for him, and they, they love each other and all that. And At a certain point, though, I think it breaks. I think we played hard again last night. I didn't think last night was an, uh, an effort issue outside of anybody except Josiah Jordan-James. Like, I thought everyone who was on the court played hard. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think – I know they're still playing hard. Yeah, so I got, when you say is it close to breaking, I don't know. I think all these guys are willing to play hard. I, I think, like – We've lost some confidence. Well, it, it's weird. It's weird because, like, I was going to say we've lost some confidence since Zakai, but then I look at he shot 17 times, including 11 threes, including him ISOing at the end of the game and shooting a step back three over a guy that's like six inches taller than him, despite him being two for 10 in the game. I think you can lose confidence and get shots up. I think it yeah. does affect your shooting to an yeah. extent because you're like, oh, this better go in. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that's from like the coach yelling at yeah. you as much as it is like, I just keep missing shots and I'm, I'm yeah. broken right now. Like, Probably a little both. Right? Yeah, like he's not gunshot in the sense that like he's passing up shots. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Like Tyree Key's not gunshot. Gunshot, he shot six threes. I wonder if Santee is a little bit. He shot 10 threes. Like, I don't know. Again, I, I would like to see him shoot more, but Santee was sloppy with the ball last night, and I don't know how, what that was, if that was you know him being sick or A&M's length or, or, you know, or what was going on there. But he had some really bad turnovers. I just – I know the people who are negative all the time and just say, ah, what does it matter? We're going to get bounced in the second round. It does seem a little bit like it's trending that way. You know, because we're going to be in the tournament, but I just don't see anything out of this team right now that makes me think we are capable of making a run. See, that's where I still disagree. And again, I might just be putting this cloud makeup on to the end, but I still am going to feel fine in the first two rounds of the tournament. As what a four seed? Yeah, I'll I still mean, feel I'll still feel fine about Tizzy's chances there. Now, the ceiling of this team's gotten lower. Like I don't think this team can win it all, and I maybe felt that way in in December. Uh, Sweet Sixteen this year would be, I think everybody would lock that in. And I think if we got to the Sweet Sixteen, we'd still talk ourselves into playing any of the one seeds. Like I still think, like I think if Tennessee was a four seed, whoever's the one seed in that bracket, it's like man, I really hope the good version of Tennessee doesn't show up this tournament. If you get healthy. And you get a couple of home wins under your belt. I mean, it, there's it's not over. There's still a chance to feel better and and maybe have some confidence. But, you know, the losses build. And I understand they've all been on the road, except for Missouri. Um, yeah, that, that one's an And they, those two, there were the two buzzer beaters. And, and had you won four in a row at that point, then now you've lost two in a row. It's a little different. I understand the, all that, but I just uh, – you know, 
watching this team play. They're very inconsistent. No, they are 100% inconsistent. Like, I don't and want I, to. I think it's gotten worse. I, I just I, – I don't think they've gotten better at all in February. Oh, well, you can't – yeah, you can't argue and, they've gotten better. And to me, that's a – you know, I have hope that they'll get healthy and find something or whatever and that Barnes will make the right adjustment and that a couple guys will play well at the same time or whatever. There's still hope, I guess, in the NCAA tournament. I just think right now it's probably more likely that you get bounced early. It seems like one of those kind of teams. Yeah. No, I mean, that's completely fair, and, like, I'm not going to argue against that. It does seem like this team, you know, I still maintain they could beat anybody in the country and still lose to a lot of teams, too. Like, it's just they're – you don't know. Well, you did beat Texas and Alabama. Both games were at home. You beat Kansas, but, you know, that was in November. Who's the only team that's beaten A and M at home? They only have one loss at home. Do you know who that is, Cam? Uh, no, off the top of my head. Okay, me, I'm trying to check their schedule to see who it is, but for some reason, finding the Texas A&M basketball schedule well, on ESPN is um, tough for me. I've got it right here. They lost to um, Wofford. Yeah, Wofford oh. got them. Yeah. At home? Okay. Yeah. December twentieth. Okay. Students gone. Sleepy day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like they're a good basketball team. Well, what I was about to say is AM's fifteen and one at home. So like it's not like anybody's really had any success in there. And that's kind of what Barnes yelled at our radio people last night. They, apparently the the post game interview oh. got a little testy last night. I was wondering about that. What, yeah. what was that about? Basically, Bob was like, "What do we get? What's it gotta take to get a win or something?" And Barnes was just like, "Ah, oh, come on! Like we just played a really tough game. We played them better than anybody else has here at, at Texas A and M. Like this is a tough place to play. Blah blah blah. Like." Barnes, I think, was okay with the effort and like the performance last night. Barnes, Barnes's big takeaway from the game last night is, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. Is like we gotta stop doing stupid stuff. He's like, stop fouling three point shooters, which I concur with. Stop fouling three point shooters. You give them six free throws there. Yeah. Stop fouling. Period. Like you, but which I would say that some of that's on Barnes. Like at halftime, I don't know how the emphasis wasn't stop fouling, stop fouling, stop fouling. Like I would rather have given up wide open layups to start the second half rather than get them in the bonus the entire second half. Texas A&M had beaten Missouri, Florida, Vanderbilt, Auburn, and Arkansas all at home. So they, they've had a good home stretch. It's so funny they lost to Wofford. That Wofford team is not good. Yeah, like it, it might just be one of those that you look up, and I don't know what happened, like if everybody played. Or... They, did, they were struggling around that time. Yeah. Like... No, they were bad in the non-conference, and then they turned it on. Like they've been a top – I want to say I think the number said they were have been a top fifteen team basically since SEC play, so just nationally with the metrics and all that. So like they're I didn't understand. Good basketball I didn't understand yesterday seeing that they were like an eight seed, and yeah. we were still a three going into that game. Which I know that we don't want to hear it anymore, and I don't even want to dive into it. But like they're sixteen and two over their last eighteen games. The metrics still like Tennessee and have them as the fifth best team in the country. Yeah, yeah, ninety six Bulls. I your, know your resume still says you're you have the third best net ranking. So like I know Tennessee's still like getting some love, but like for A and M's sake, like they move up to twenty third in the net ranking now. 
They got six quad one wins. Well, so I'm like, glad I'm, we can help so many of our conference brethren <laughs> in their in their tournament, tournament. Uh, hopes. You know? we, are, we are we are building resumes. For Maybe people. we're doing SEC SEC. <laughs> the problem Just for AM more. is that they yeah. are eight and two against quad four teams, which means they have two quad four losses. I guess Wofford is one of those. Wofford and Mur- yeah, Murray I mean, State these... or Colorado, would, I think, would be their other. Uh, Murray State, I would say, is the other one. They're they're bad this year. All these L's were taken. They're on the road to fairly quality opponents. You know, I mean, no, that, that, that's what I keep holding hope on to is like we haven't really had any bad losses outside of Missouri. And I was pretty glass half full after Missouri because you yeah. made a 20 point comeback and like you lost look on a buzzer at, beater because something really stupid happened. Yeah, I when know you Vanderbilt's look at playing Kentucky, well now, but I still don't love that loss. I don't love it, but like but I don't I don't view it as a bad loss. I mean, as a, as a terrible loss. It, it was frustrating at the time, but it's not like you lost to LSU or Ole Miss on the road. Yeah. I don't want to cape for Vandy, but they are playing better. You're not losing to the bottom of the conference. Maybe we come to find it's just a really, really good league at the top, and uh, maybe everybody who gets into the NCAA tournament advances. And yeah, you know, who knows? I can still be swayed with optimism. It's getting well, a not, lot harder. I'm not trying to beat anybody over the head with optimism right now. Like I've been doing that after a couple losses, but no, last night was. It wasn't a bad loss. I still don't think it was a bad loss, but it was very, very frustrating. And I am close to the breaking point with this team. I don't want to get there. I want to enjoy the next three games. Well, I can tell you where it could happen. Oh, no, they lose Saturday. Like, it's going to get really, really ugly. Like South Carolina at home would be quite a breaking point. <laughs> On the flip side, it could be one of those that – Let's get one of those 86-42 kind of games again. Right. It could be one of those nice. that you come out and you, like, exercise some demons, and then you you win that, and then you could beat the hell out of Arkansas as well or beat Arkansas, and then all of a sudden you feel okay, and you go down to Auburn, and who knows? And, like, you go into the SEC tournament, and who knows? Like, cut and paste me saying the same exact thing when we had Missouri coming here on Saturday, though. Like, hey, it's a get-right game. Time to start scoring some points. Well. And you lost that one. So, hey. hey. All that you matters. Scored points though. You did score points. That is correct, but it did not fix the offense. All Although I will matters. say, South Carolina. One more thing. Sorry, South Carolina right now is uh, the 243rd ranked net team. So like, they're really, really, really bad. <laughs> they what are quad, not. What quad loss would that? That be? would be 17. four. <laughs> they are 225th on Kim Palm. Right, one spot below Wofford, by the way, which beat Texas A&M. <laughs> but I will say, like, South Carolina should be. A get-right game. Missouri was at least a little bit frisky fighting for the tournament. South Carolina's fighting for, like, let's end the season. And yeah, they're 18-point underdogs tonight team. against right. Alabama they're at terrible. home. Or... <laughs> Go ahead, Cody. What was the point? Well, the as, as they say, it doesn't really matter what you do until March. All that matters is what you do in March. And guess what? It ain't March yet. So we still got time. Well, that's what everyone's wanted, like, we got six more days to get it right, and then it's March. Well, that's what everyone's wanted. I mean, I've been the opposite. I care about the regular season, so this regular season to me has not been very fun. Like, it's been pretty miserable. Yeah. Now, March run could save that, and, like, the team turning it around could save that, but this hasn't been very, very good at all. No, this has not been fun, but uh, there is time still. I still think that we could win the SEC tournament. Take it easy. I really hope that we're like. I really hope that we're like. Be careful. I really hope that we're like plus five hundred to win the, the SEC tournament. You're gonna gamble on us again, aren't you? Uh, Like you did last uh, night and all these other nights. uh, (laughs) 
I'm going to. Uh, yeah, you know, we haven't lost on a neutral floor this year, have we? Well, we lost Colorado and Nashville. But oh, okay. Count. Well, that was in. That was a count. I was during football. That was November 13th. NFL Sunday. Nobody watched that. Yeah. You, uh, you know, if we come into the SC tournament five, five to one or something like that. So that game was on Bridgestone Arena floor. Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. We obviously <laughs> fared well there. We haven't won in Nashville in a while. Between the Memphis game getting canceled, us losing to Colorado, and then losing to Vanderbilt, we haven't won there. Oh boy! I mean, we did beat Vanderbilt. Well, I'm there. still to get my credentials. We did beat Vanderbilt there last year in the regular season, but drank white claw hard seltzer, huh? Why? Why what? Why did we beat Vanderbilt there in the regular season? We played at Vandy last year. Oh, not Bristol. I was just saying. Oh, I, said, uh, I had said in Nashville. Okay, okay. But yeah, at Bridgestone, we haven't won in a long time, so that's a good point. Drake White Claw Hard Seltzer to forget the pain responsibly. Stick with us as Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. I did have a real problem with our two end of game plays being a kumwa. Running towards the basket three. I guess I should just call it a pull-up three. He took a couple of dribbles in and pulled up and shot a three. And then having 17 seconds left down three, slowly bringing the ball up the court and letting Zakai run a step back three while he was two for ten in the game with one of his ten makes, or one of his ten attempts being a make on a bank shot that he missed so badly that it banked in. Yep. So as far as we can really count it, he was one of ten for three. But somehow our plan was, hey, you get this shot. I have a real problem with that. I didn't see it. Well, it was ugly. It was about as ugly as I described. Checks we, out. We ran a very simple play that <laughs> resulted in, like, I guess, our third option come while shooting a pull-up three with 30 seconds left. He almost hit it. It almost hit. It was front rim, then it bounced up and almost went in. He almost made it. Almost, oh. almost, almost. The story of this team. Ball went out. Tennessee got it back. They then, Zakai went to the rim and got a layup. Cut it to one. We almost get a turnover. We make them use our final timeout. We foul, which to me says, like, hey, let's try that one more time. Let's go to the rim as hard as we can. Yeah. See if we can draw a foul. See if we can make a layup. Cut it to one again. And let's try to get some pressure and get a steal again. Because, you know, we almost did twice the possession before. And at the very worst, let's make AM go hit two free throws again. But instead, we walk it up very, very slowly. Shoot a step back three. It doesn't even come close to making it. Ball goes out of bounds off us. Game over. I'd like to announce officially that if uh, we lose to South Carolina, I'll be out on this team. Very brave take of you. Mm-hmm. Cam, you've been out on the team. Do you give them any credit for fighting last night, or is that just more of like, "Hey, this team sucks. I hate them." That's what we always say: is they always fight. They always fight yeah, when you're when you're not when you're a bunch of like you're good basketball players, but you're also like we've kind of touched on is like I don't know. They're just they seem average though at the same time. As far as we have breaking news, it brings me joy to let you know. That the uh, Tennessee Titans have released Taylor Lewan. What happened at twelve nineteen? <laughs> and we didn't report it. It's not breaking at twelve. It's breaking if it's we not, haven't reported it. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's headline worthy if we haven't reported it. You don't think I saw that at twelve nineteen? Why didn't you report it? Because it's not breaking news. You should have said, "Get me the horn." No, because I don't care about Taylor Lewan. I care that now we're not going to have to see him 
You I'm very happy. So you're about doing it. the whole Michael Sam thing. I don't care at all, but I'm going to keep talking about it nonstop. I don't care that Michael Sam is gay. As you keep talking about Michael Sam being gay, I don't care about the NFL. Who said that? Well, that was the whole thing. Like I don't care about Michael Sam and whether or not he's gay. Blah blah blah. But you just keep talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. So you're like, I don't care about Taylor the One, but I want to talk about Taylor the One now that he's re- like released. Like just happy to see I, he's done. I don't care about Taylor the One, so I didn't talk about Taylor the One. Think, That's how not caring about something works. I think uh, our Audience who are Titans fans? Your generation—they've got notifications. <laughs> I'm in the on. same generation as you. Well, bro. you act like a—you act like a Gen Zer. I think not everybody has notifications on. You're so a Gen Zer. I am not a Gen Zer. You're a Gen Zer. I am the you're, perfect you're the t- millennial. You're a TikTok generation. No, I am the perfect millennial. No, no, no. The you're an millennial, old millennial. No, the perfect millennial doesn't bother himself with things that he doesn't care about. So the perfect millennial is the lion, and the Taylor the one is sheep. Yep. You're in the TikTok generation I do that care has to have about an opinion <clears throat> on everything. You're, you damn TikTokers have to have your little stances on everything. I'm not even on TikTok. I, you're the TikTok generation. It's a Chinese spy app. I do care about the fact that Taylor Lewan is now out of the league. I am glad to not have to see him anymore. And it's newsworthy. It's horn-worthy. No, it's... Just because you didn't report well, it. Why are you that. waiting until 240 <clears throat> to do it? Well, because I just saw 251. it. 251. Well, I just saw it. What have you been doing? Well, you can't act like I'm behind. I mean, it broke this hour. 30 minutes ago. Well, it's this hour. Cam, I mean, have you seen it? That's, I saw it. It's still considered breaking news. 15 minutes after it happens, so I was like, oh, it's too late to say anything. It's still considered breaking news. 30 minutes later. Are you sure it was right at 1219? 1219. I was actually looking at the tweet right when you said that. Because uh, I saw Taylor Lewan comment at 1225. 1219, so. Busting with the Boys, his podcast says, Breaking, the Tennessee yeah. Titans are releasing the boy Taylor Lewan. What's well, within a half hour. After I mean, nine I've... years in the two-tone blue and being a pivotal piece and turning things around in Tennessee, the great ride has come to an end for the three-time Pro Bowler at 219. It's within a half an hour. They also released Robert Woods. They did? Yeah. Which Is that good? He wasn't worth it. $15 million. We only had to pay $1 million of that $15 million to cut him, so you can find a better receiver for that. So, yeah, I think both those releases are, are good. I just This is big news for, for me personally trying to find an NFL team because this was the biggest thing holding me back. Well, he didn't play. From, he, from really has a, Titans he really didn't play at all last year. <clears throat> so, I mean. Yeah, that is true. Our last memories of him are giving up sacks to uh, – who was it he got absolutely throttled by? That was Chandler was it, Jones, but that was two years ago. Was that – Chandler was it Jones. Jacksonville? Who? who oh, the one I'm thinking of is the week one two years ago whenever Chandler Jones had like three sacks. Who was that against? Four sacks against the Cardinals. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I think that's that was two years of. ago in week one. Yeah. Did he redeem himself after that? Yeah, he, he was fine uh, last year. Or two bad. years ago. Last year he was. Well, out. that'll always be my best memory of him. Mm-hmm. My least favorite player. I don't like him either. Other than A.J. McCarron. I don't like him either. So, I mean, like, I would say that Titans have to draft a left tackle at number 11. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm guessing. Like, That's the plan? I mean, I would. the offensive line was terrible <coughs> last year. So, like, I would imagine that you have to draft a left tackle at 11. Who keeps lowering my chair? Do you know? I think it's called Gravity. It's not a person. It's a song by John Mayer. I know. I think of Rashawn Golden's tweet about how gravity was a myth. <laughs> Is he a truther? He had some uh, weird tweets. Yeah. He had some weird tweets. The gravity, anti-gravity was one of them. 
<laughs> bro, you're not. Why would you be anti gravity? He just said it was a myth that it was fake. There was some. Well, how does he, he explain when he jumps? He had a, he had a little bit of back a, down. He had a little bit of an explanation <laughs> for it, but I can't remember what it was. This is a guy who's probably in his lifetime done a vertical jump. I assume. <laughs> how does he explain coming back down? He just thinks. I don't know. Just thinks you. It's quite a phenomenon if you just if you take all the science out of it. The fact that you come up and then you come down. I don't know. That's never really interested me because I was like, we weigh a lot. So, like, of course. So we weigh more than the air. So. Yeah, that's what I would just assume we came oh, yeah, down because gravity. of that. Well, I know, but, like, to me, it's a very simple concept. Like, yeah. something's got to. When the apple heavy, falls to... from the tree, is that part of the. It's a little about an apple. I mean, that's how they say Sir Isaac Newton started thinking about it. it like is that where the tree onto his head right was mm-hmm. that where they came up with the apple doesn't fall far from the tree does it, no. did that have anything to do with newton i don't think so because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree is about like speaking of apples does the apple not far from what is the what does that say give it mean is that is that it means like that's your, about your family your, your right? yeah, parents, like you'll be similar your fa- to your parents that's about your family you do tree. it because your parents did it yeah but, yeah. yeah but, but if you do see an apple tree. tree and there's apples on the ground they're always right under the tree obviously yeah. So that was the same. Right, but it's like a family tree. Yeah, reference. but it's like that's the right. tree's kids. So but I just wonder if that had like any your... relation at all to Sir Isaac Newton. No, I don't think so. I wonder about the, what about an apple a day keeps the doctor away? That's about doctors that's feeding a good apples. apple quote, if you think about it. You're the apple of my eye? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That yeah. one I don't necessarily Steve, understand. Steve, there was Steve Jobs. He was yeah. important. What is the apple of my eye? I mean, uh, I know that just means that you're. I don't know where that comes from, but isn't it like. I know it just means, like, I, I, I cherish you or whatever. Like, yeah. I find you to be pretty. Yeah, I don't know where that one comes from, though. Do you think if I really eat an apple a day, I'll never have to go to the doctor? The the science checks out. You, you can notice, sue whoever coined the phrase. Saying, yeah. What does that look like to you? The top <laughs> of the apple. <laughs> I want to eat this apple now. Is this hour done yet? <clears throat> Any more Taylor the One thoughts that you just had to interrupt me for? What were you saying that was important? I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, none of this is really important. Hour one of the books. <laughs> we'll kick off hour two of headlines. <laughs> 